Welcome to another hard-hitting edition of Tackling a New Kingdom. I am your host, Tank Johnson. Today, we have hands down one of my all-time favorite guests on the show. <clears throat> Let me catch my breath here. <clears throat> this man comes from the legendary Weeks family of Atlantic City, New Jersey, USA. You know the family with the famous black Prohibition-era bootleggers ran with the legendary prohibition era kingpin enoch lewis nucky johnson famous from boardwalk empire his family owned a minor league baseball team the baccarat giants and <laughs> ran a jazz tavern that hosted the likes of duke ellington and ella fitzgerald but that's just his namesake for my guest <laughs> my guest has lived a professional life Antonio Brown would be jealous of. He started <laughs> educated at NYU and worked with the likes of Terrence Howard and Sean Puffy Combs. Uh, he's a world-renowned and published mixologist, a lifestyle curator, and a budding fashion icon with the brand Hudson Reginald. Whew, I am out of breath. Let me introduce my esteemed guest, Brother, Brother Reginald Weeks. Brother Reg, how are you doing, sir? I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling good. Good, good, and good. <laughs> Listen, man, uh, part of tackling a new kingdom is just that. Me tackling the kingdom after football. Mm. And you are one of my favorite. Um, you know, one of the reasons that I got on Instagram and social media was for inspiration. Mm. And I scowl the internet high and low for people who I just get inspired by and you're definitely one of them so thank you for being on the show today appreciate that appreciate okay. it. let's get going so on my show we tackle things in three buckets we're going to tackle something current something mm -hmm. real and finally something controversial and today in tackling something current i want to touch on the great migration to atlanta and mm -hmm. how it's changed the atlanta as you know it um Everyone thought that Hollywood was the place to go and live out your dreams. We're learning now that that's Atlanta. As a as a native and a, not a native, but a transplant and a resident, yeah. tell me about the great migration to Atlanta. Wow. I'll tell you. Um, I think we've had two, you know, like the way I saw it. I think there was a heyday like around my parents' time um, when we kind of took over as mayor and, you know, a lot of black money came in and then, you know, um, uh, what was the, uh, I'm trying to think of what mayor, um, famous mayor of Atlanta back in the seventies, but, you know, he gave out a lot of contracts, which, you know, trickle down economics, a lot of black families moved up, 
Um, everybody was getting money. Then you had, you know, the, you know, athletes here and Atlanta became like a black Mecca back then. I think we had a lull for a while in the like, you know, in the, in the eighties, well, like really like in the late nineties, but now, I mean, we are back stronger than ever. I mean, I have, I, I have, I've never seen nothing like it in Atlanta and I've been here off and on since 88 and that's a long time and I've seen it go through its waves, but I really think that kind of how we saw in the record business is kind of like knowledge comes, technology comes and, you know, like P put us on. I mean, he was the one that kind of like broke ground and said, you know what, why are we paying them to do all this music? We could do it ourselves. And I think that, like you said, with film, I mean, I saw it go because I was in film after I went to NYU and I used to have to travel a lot. I was in New York. I was in L.A. and going back and forth just to do the jobs. And then all that of a sudden people realize, well, we don't need to go to Atlanta. We can do it right here. Then you got people like Tyler Perry pop up. You've got all the big studios come and then they all realize, well, why are we going out there? We could all do it here. So that was a, a real big, big change. You know, people realizing I can go get this equipment myself. I can shoot it right here, stay right here at home. I don't have to go to LA and go behind all of these big studios or get a you know a deal out there. I can do it all, all in house. No, I mean, I, I think it's fascinating uh, because for for us as African Americans to have a place that we can you know, almost call our own. I mean, I know uh, Atlanta's a very diverse city, yeah. but, you know, a, a place that people can go to um, at least with a pocket full of dreams, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and so as you as you watched it grow, mm -hmm. have, have you seen any, like, glaring things in terms of maybe, like, either the economy, the jobs market, or the housing market that has kind of fluctuated with the great migration? Oh yeah. So I would say like maybe about 15, 16 years ago, you know, it's kind of like when we were coming up in our, in our days, right? When you, when you first started in the football, you know, things back then, you know, you would thought like an act legend, that was the, the you know, that was the car. Like if you got to that point, now, when you talk to people, it's like Bentley Bentega. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like the standard has changed and that came along with the migration. I remember when, you know, being young and, you know, you're getting out of school kind of age and setting them down for a family. If you moved 15, 20 minutes outside the city, I mean, you always had this thing. Atlanta was the place that you could come to and around 600,000, I mean, you could live like a king, you know, three car garage, two acres of land and everybody, you know, athletes live next door to people who are going on nine to five jobs because you really didn't have to have millions to live big in Atlanta. But with the migration and money and th things have changed. Now the entry level to be at that level has changed dramatically, dramatically. And I think yeah. that two things really changed it a lot. I mean, we're, we're now in a social media phase where, you know, again, just like I was saying, like how master P like people realize, you know, I don't have to go to this company to get money. I can do it. I mean, with, with this, with this phone, so many kids are just realizing how to, how to generate money and how to get knowledge and how to get an income. 
So there's a lot more money flowing, a lot more money flowing here. Man, um, <laughs> when I was doing a little research uh, on Atlanta, I, I was thinking to myself, how many income streams does a person need to have to live in metro Atlanta nowadays? Yeah. Uh, because it, because, it, because it has changed. I mean, yeah. my aunt my aunt moved from Gary, Indiana out to Atlanta. And, you know, it was always the talk of, like you said, you know, not needing an absorbent amount of money to to live like you always wanted to, you know? Yeah. And and so um, you know, that watching Atlanta go through that phase uh has been interesting. So Atlanta has enjoyed a few nice runs, uh, none more than the one that it's currently on. So that is tackling something current and now moving to tackling something real. Mm -hmm. As I look at the fascinating things that you've done in your life, mm -hmm. I mean, worked for uh, Terrence Howard, Puffy Combs, um, a high-end curator of luxury homes, a mixologist. Mm -hmm. uh, it would, I would think a person would need three continents and two lifetimes to do what you do, but you're managing to do it all within Atlanta, Georgia. Can yeah. you just talk to me about, you know, the the different things that you have made a living at and mm -hmm. how they all play a part in the ecosystem of Atlanta? Oh, OK. Yeah. So Atlanta is a real. Uh, well, there's there's a couple of big things here. You know, we have obviously now we have Black Hollywood. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, time out. Yeah. yeah. Tell us the things uh -huh. that list off some of the things that you do. Mm -hmm. in Georgia. Okay. Uh, okay. One, I am, um, I'm a restaurateur. So, you know, when people ask like, what does that mean? Well, basically I was in the restaurant business and I'm at the point now where I basically come in as a consultant. So if you want to start a restaurant, I do it from front to back. So if you need anything, so if you need menu creation, chefs, buildings, location, style, concept, people will come to me and hire me um, as a restaurateur to develop. And that, that movement came along, I guess, with um, the reemergence of the restaurant business here. And that kind of ebbed and flowed. And, and I was in that world. And then, you know, mixology became a thing at one point. And I kind of moved out of that and kind of rode that way for a second. Mm -hmm. And, you know, luckily for me, that got some write-ups. I won some, you know, I won some contests. I won some awards. And, um, you know, I always knew what the end goal was. I knew I wanted to have my own men's lifestyle. So in that, you know, I've always incorporated these things because these were things I did personally. It was just the same way with um, I, I, I was smoking cigars back in 1980s, you know, long before people thought it was cool. It was an old man thing. Right. And yeah. when when I made it a young man's thing is I had my, you know, started a cigar lounge here. And people my age kind of got into it and things with Atlanta, you know, you know, just like with any place, you know, other people think it's cool. They see you dressing up, you know, and you, you know, we kind of went through that wave where, you know, young guys wanted to dress up again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, 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 yeah. Yeah. Putting it on and kind of putting on suits and, you know, pulling the pants up and, 
you know, being in, being in that world already, coming from the fashion world, I kind of married the two things together and kind of started a movement here. Did that coincide when Jay-Z told us to take the jerseys off and put a button up on? Was that around the same time? <laughs> Actually, it wasn't. Um, it, you know, it seemed like it. Uh, but, you know, you know what we did then? When, when, that was when we, kids were still wearing the big shirts. Still baggy. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And, you know, that and see that that was here in Atlanta, too, was big because, you know, Ryan and Kenny. Remember the Ryan and Kenny shirts with the diamond on the cufflinks? Yep. That was that time. OK, that was that time. And so yeah. that was big here. And they're they're from they're from Atlanta. They're big here. So that was another movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the cigar game wasn't a young man's game. So one cigar lounge led to another cigar lounge. Um, so that's, that's another part of what I do. And then I was luckily enough to obtain some homes and, you know, I've been redoing them. I've done some in LA, I've done some here in Atlanta and it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't that I promoted it that way, but when I went to sell the homes, celebrities showed up at the door, not because I advertised it that way or had some type of connection. Um, it just was the sake, like, you know, each home that I would do, a celebrity purchased it. And I don't know if that's some kind of cosmic thing, energy thing. I, I still can't explain it to people because I wasn't like calling up, you know, different people like, hey, I got this house for sale. Right. It was organic. Yeah, it's just organic. It was just or it was just organic. So um, and then when other people have friends and know that and see that, you know, that's how the interior design, um, you know, kind of then that part took life. So that was that became another stream. Um, I was always in fashion. And actually, before I went to NYU, I, I was accepted to a fashion school. I went to Hampton first yep, in, in Virginia. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't I ended up not going to the fashion school. I ended up getting a job for diesel. But I was a. Um, I don't know if you remember the company RP55. Uh, was, nope, not off the top of my head. Yeah. So the guy that started RP 55, he actually does billionaires boys club and he does um, TI's brand. Aku. Aku. Yeah. Yeah. So they're out of Virginia. And so um, when I came here, you know, I was, I, when I, when I came here to Atlanta, I was still attached to that, you know, coming from New York. So I always had the fashion background Got because I was, I was, I was in source and vibe magazine, like all those ads you would see in there. I was doing a lot of those ads back then. This was in the, this was in the nineties, you know? Right. And so, you know, I've always incorporated that. And actually this that I'm wearing is one of my, it's one of my pieces I'm working on um, now. No, that, got, that's funny. I, I was, <laughs> I was tearing my house up trying to find uh, my uh, hat because yeah. uh, the hat that you have, I, I've got that as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that caught my eye about your brand and how you and how you run it is it, it's just um, it's it looks great taste. And it looks for like for a person who uh, understands quality materials. Mm. And that's what I noticed about uh, your mixology mm. kit, your your clothing. And so being able to kind of grow that arc in, in the city, I mean, I know you've lived in New York and stuff, but mm -hmm. now that you're doing all that in Atlanta, like, can you can you can you tell me like how all of that, how do all those things work together uh, in a city like Atlanta? Because with networking and mm -hmm. and all the people there, I mean, businesses just start themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
Atlanta is a town where people just come together like a very social town. And now, mm. and I was thinking about that this morning, I'm like, I wish I would have thought of this idea myself because I used to have an event space. And now this kid came along and he has what's called a gathering spot. And it's basically like, um, it's kind of like that place, like what is it called? Like we work. So it's like, oh, okay. right. But it's for, it's, it's like black people. So it's like a, a meeting spot. You have offices that you can just use at your disposal. You have like a conference table you have. And, and, and there's a restaurant aspect. So you can kind of sit in a lounge and meet with people. And years ago, I used to kind of camp out at different restaurants at lunchtime and basically hold court like different people would come and go. And I was having meetings all, all day, all day long. They just knew me. Wow. And I'm like, I wish I would have had that idea because, again, going back to where I mean, Atlanta's basically Wakanda at this point. Um uh. There's a community and a culture that can support that. There's enough entrepreneurial black people here that don't work in an office or or better than working at home, step out to a place like the gathering spot with other people and have meetings and talk about their brands or their ideas. And because we're black people as a whole, and because we're in that whole, I, I guess like um social media space mm -hmm. people want to be out they want to be seen like other kids say we outside you know people in atlanta all we, we always been a club and a and a and a you know and a in a lounge at you know place but see now it's a 24 7 people want to be out for lunch people want to be out for brunch it's huge here right now wow. because they want to be seen they just want to be out taking pictures of themselves and talking to other people and meeting so that culture is really big so in my part you know, all that stuff ties together because in any one of those aspects, you've got fashion, you've got the drinks, you've got uh, everybody wants the interior design because people like, like now, like I'm sitting in my house, everybody now, especially after COVID, everybody wants to fix their house. Nobody wants to sit in a, in a basic house. They want it to be personalized. And so when they get on social media, you know, uh, they, you know, it looks good. And I get a lot of calls for that too. You know, like with the interior design, I have a guy and all he does is he wants me to create, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, content houses mm -hmm. so that other people come and rent it for content. So I have, I have a, a client list of content houses. Wow. And then um, what the other thing is now is um, the rental thing where people are renting it out just for like a couple of hours. So like Microsoft will come or somebody just wants to have a meeting, but they want to have these great looking spaces like this. And so people hire me to create their space to look good online so that companies have a almost like a private lounge. So it's like got the bar area, lounge area, conference table all in one. And if me and you want to have a meeting here, 12 people, we could do that. I mean, one thing I always talk to athletes about is controlling your environment and, you know, having the ability to have um, rent these places for these for these content content curating. That's the definition of controlling your environment. And so, no, I mean, I, I look at things like Vector 90, uh, you know, these other co-op spaces, I think. Yeah. Uh, I forget the uh, the couple that tried to do the co-op uh, workspace in Atlanta and they mm -hmm. were trying to raise all the mon money for it. And people were calling it a scam. <laughs> and and it's funny because, you know, I thought 
similar like you, like it, I, it's a great concept. Mm -hmm. And if, if you would have the buy-in of the people, then it could be viable. But if, if you, you know, kill it before it gets going um, and there's the, you know, I, I don't know the business of that deal. I just mm -hmm. know that the, like you said, um, a co-op space for people to do business in should work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I was like, I really thought at first, I was like, how how long, you know, Atlanta goes through phases. I was like, how long is this gathering spot thing going to take? But the way the culture is going, I think it's here to stay. I don't think, I, I think the way that we have transformed and the way you know, businesses have transformed in the way that people operate here. You know, this culture is here. And again, like you said, going back to the migration part, the migration happened, Wakanda happened. You know, it's just like social media happened. I don't think we're going in the other direction. I think we're going, I think, I think they're going to have so many members that, you know, like they've already got one in DC. I think they have one in LA. I think we're going you know, that flow, I think it's here. I think just like this, I'll, I'll say this about it. When COVID happened and everybody realized, oh, I could work from home and companies were okay with that. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing with this whole communal gathering and this workspace and communal space, I think I think it's here to stay. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, obviously COVID taught a, lo a lot of companies that they can operate at a lot leaner, yeah. uh, you know, efficiency <laughs> rate. And, you know, it's it's truly fascinating um all of the industries that sp are specific to atlanta and you know i just you know i look at the number of uh food trucks you know you guys lead the way in women women minority business owners um yeah. oh yeah you know, and 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 that is a place you know i was looking at the 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 total amount of small business loans that Atlanta has given out since you know 2020 uh, up until today and it far exceeds a lot of other metropolitan cities oh, yeah. um just and there's that's no coincidence and so um Atlanta Atlanta is is going to put on and lead the way whether you like it or not yeah. So uh, I, I love it. And, and I think that's an interesting thing. So that is tackling something real. And mm -hmm. now to tackle something controversial. Mm -hmm. Okay, you ready for this? <laughs> you ready? Okay, yeah. so, so sticking to Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta is no stranger uh, at, at being progressive with the politicians and its leaders alike. Oh, yeah. But your district attorney, mm -hmm. Uh, has really gone above and beyond to stop the crime in Atlanta. Yeah. She has pulled out all the big guns. I mean, RICO charges that were only made for, you know, the biggest, most dangerous criminals. She's yeah. attacking these gangs that are putting crime in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Tell me as a as an Atlanta resident, what do the what do the residents think about district attorney using these tactics? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's mixed. I think that there's two sides to everything. And I think that um, 
when you get to be like you say, a, a, a person of a certain age, I think they're all for it. Um, I think the younger crowd sees it as a personal attack because just like us, it was like um, when we were younger and, you know, I'm a kid from the 70s. We were thinking, you know, when Luke Skywalker came along and he had to go to court to 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 get out of, you know, being like they tried to shut hip hop down. They tried to shut Tupac down. They tried to shut Luke down. I think that that's one affront that people are feeling like because, you know, using the using the music using that as a, as part of the charges, um, is, is part of it. And I think even hip hop is now starting to come around, like, here we go again, you know, um, we're right back to where we started, but there is the other part. And the reality is, um, as much as I'm a fan and, and I understand it, Atlanta has, has really changed as far as crime. Um, and these kids are living like, like how they say, like, like living it out in real life. Um, like it's not, it's not like, a, it's not, it's, it's like the movie and the real life. There's no separation here. That's the other part of Atlanta. You know, these kids are broad daylight, you know, and there's all is something over and over to the point where you're like, this isn't like a, um, you know, a stray bullet kind of thing. Like how when we were younger and the drive-bys, you know, were like, oh, and then a kid got hit by a stray bullet and then and then they wanted to go back to hip hop all the time. I don't think we're at, I don't think this is the same connection. I think this has become just blatant disregard and these kids don't really see the consequence. They are just living it in, you know, going. They're just going. And 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 I'm not that old where I don't feel connected and understand, but I'm seeing the the the, the disparity of, of the two things. And it's not, it's not the same. So you got two parts. You know, you got people who are in the community and of a certain age who are just like, hey, you know what? However, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. Mm -hmm. But then you got the affront. So I think you know, you got to remember also, too, she's a disruptor. I mean, there was a big scandal. And, 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 and let me let me just say her name yeah. uh, is Fonnie Willis. Right. Is that how, am I pronouncing that right? Fonnie I think, Willis? So. I think it's either Fannie or Fonnie. She's yeah. a Howard. She's a Howard graduate, actually. Yeah. District. I don't want to uh, disrespect, but it's district attorney yeah. Fonnie Willis. So go ahead. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you know, her dad was a um, a Black Panther. I did not. <laughs> really? Yeah, no. but she she made her name here um, because she worked as a district attorney for like, a, I don't know, 16, 17 years before um, becoming a district attorney. I know. And there was a big cheating scandal here because what they were doing was the schools and the people in the school system were getting all this bonus money from the state for the kids doing well. So these all these people were getting together and, and uh, you know, doing the scores for the kids, like basically like, you know. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You remember that? That was a big yeah. thing. So she was a part of that's when she her name got really in the thing. So there was a problem in Atlanta. And then, you know, the Trump thing came along. So she's tackling now her big thing. I mean, she does the big things like she's not, you know, just like kind of here and, you know, things are going along and crime is getting handled. You know, one of those people where they come on and, you know, we did 17 percent of this or 34 percent of that last yeah. year. Not that kind of person. She's going head on, you know, to the big things. I think the only thing that kind of rubs people wrong is, again, the lyrics and the music. But using, the, using that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is the that's the only thing that she's done so far. I think everything else. 
I think she's she's spot on. I don't think any people I don't think people on both sides of the coin of disparity. Like, I don't think that they're mad at her for what she's doing. I think it's only the, the only the part where they went in and said, you know, we're going to try to use, um, you know, the lyrics from the songs and stuff like that. I think that's the only part on one side that people that I feel that people are really upset about. No, I mean, listen, um, every race that has come to America largely has mm. propped themselves up on crime. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then they were able to legitimize their yeah. businesses over time. Yeah. And and so, you know, they were never really prosecuted except for, but, but African-Americans seem to be the one race oh, that, yeah. um, and it's probably because our time is coming in 2023 and not 1920, 1910, where there was not the technology and stuff. But, yeah. you know, I, I I think that, you know, when you look at um, a, a businessman like yourself with a beautiful family and right. you're trying to handle uh, all of these business things in Atlanta and mm -hmm. then you've got this, this influx of just horrible crime, like yeah. you said, broad daylight shootings, uh, oh. muggings, yeah. uh, you know, and and. and and business owners having to protect their their businesses with firearms, like yeah. uh, our, our buddy Shaka Zulu, you know, yeah. who's a who's a good friend of you know of, of the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just hate to see what happened to Shock happen right now, and yeah. for him to be charged <sighs> after protecting his business is just mm -hmm. devastating. But I, I always wonder, right? Like we're at that age where we grew up with hip hop, mm -hmm. right? But now we've got kids and we've got four hundred one ks and all yeah. that, <laughs> and so like, while we might be able to turn up to the Migos in a in a car, yeah. we don't want to have to uh, deal with the crime. So yeah, um, yeah man, I, I just I, I always wondered what that great migration. Mm -hmm. how that had the impact on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think as far as it being correlated to crime, I think I've only seen it high at these when Katrina happened and they tried to they tried to say when the crime spiked, they tried to say, oh, people coming from Texas and New Orleans here like that migration because we had a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, they tried to say, oh, well, now the spike in crime is all these people coming migrating from new orleans that's what they tried to you know say in atlanta that was the kind of the under undertone right right but see now i i, I think i don't know why i don't know if it's i don't know if it's social media i don't know if it's us as a whole because even in new york i see like the same kind of context with young the young generation with the drill and you know the same thing in in, in chicago and these kids are just like, I mean, you know, they carry gun like Skittles, you know, like just holding it everywhere. It's just out. Um, and they're not afraid to say what they did or how it's going. And, and um, you know, but Atlanta, Atlanta followed suit. That's all I can say. It's like it's 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 a it's sometimes it's it's like uh, what's that what's that game? Um, the uh, the the one the kids all play with the. Oh, um What's the game the kids all play with it where it's got a, a GTA? Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Oh, they do that in real life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, they shut the highways down here like every other night. 
every other night, they're like, like I'm serious, like the entire 75, we have 75, 85, 285 here, right? Like wow. three major numbers. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not a, a weird thing to see hundreds of kids out there all the time racing and shutting it down, doing the donuts, like yeah. the fireworks are going off. Just yesterday, these kids are out there. They've got some new area now because they're increasing the police force. It's called police city. So it's like one of those training fields where they got like the things. These kids are out there throwing Molotov cocktails at the police while they're trying to train. I mean, like, and don't care. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I mean, who does that? No, it's a trip, right? So, you know, me, Tank Johnson, I famously, when I was playing in the NFL, was arrested for having, uh, you know, my guns at my house. And, you know, mm -hmm. and and that's probably one of the most notable things that people knew about me. But you've never seen me in a picture with a gun because generationally, yeah. <laughs> you know, like here I am known for at least having guns. But because of the generation, you've never seen me in a picture with one. So, mm -hmm. no, I just, you know, listen, but my, my last question on that is, it, it, it seems like there's an attack on hip hop mm. in Atlanta. Can it, can, can hip hop specifically continue to thrive while being under, uh, under attack like this? Because she's, she's made it yeah. and she, uh, Miss Fonnie Willis has made it in no uncertain terms. We're trying to get you out of Atlanta. So yeah. can hip hop, and and that area of Wakanda's thrive with yeah. Miss Fanny Willis. That's a good that's a good question. I don't know if I really have the answer. I don't know if this could be the possible change. You know, hip hop goes through flows. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, we had we had the gangster rap era, we had the backpack era. Remember you know? self-destruction. Right. Ready for self-destruction. Right. Right. That's what I said. You know, we had the, you know, the tribe called Quest Generation, you know, the, the jungle, the brothers, the brothers, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was all I mean, I've rode through every I've seen it all. I've seen it right from the beginning, you know. Um, so I don't know. That's a good question. If we get if we get joined, you know my uh, my kids are are here. So if we get some little joiners, and we <laughs> oh no, we're listen. We're all, we're almost finished. This is this is the yeah. wrap up. So that is tackling right. something controversial. And finally, we're gonna get you out of here on the rapid fire. If you could do right. only one job for the rest of your life, what would it be? The men's lifestyle store. Fa favorite family vacation destination. Family vacation. Not, 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 not the wife and me. What? Just whatever. Oh, uh, Greece. Greece? Why? Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it's, it's the vibe. It's the whole vibe. I mean, it's the vibe. It's just, the, it's, it's something, it's something settling in it. Who is your favorite boss of all time? Oh, um, Give me a second. I'm so bad with names. Not Jay-Z, but uh uh who uh Biggie? No, 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 no. Who who works with Jay-Z? Or used to? Dame Dash. Dame Dash. Dame Dash. Dame Dash. Wow. I love it. Okay. Uh and finally, that boss, who was your favorite boss, what was the most significant piece of advice he gave you or he showed you 
that you yeah. still use today? Put your own money up. Put your own money up. Put your own money up. All right. Well, Brother Reg, you have came, you have saw, and you have tackled a new kingdom. Yes, sir. Thank you, my brother, for being a guest on my show. It's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure. Man, thank you so much.